So I'm ready. There are some things, regardless to what you're called to do, the Lord won't let you do it unless you do it the way you're supposed to do it. Just because you called doesn't mean you're going to be chosen. And just because you're chosen doesn't mean you will be allowed to accomplish what you are chosen to do. Because if you don't do it right, what you are chosen to do will kill you. And then other people will follow you to your grave and do it the same way you did. So ministry, particularly at this level, it comes with a lot of chastisement and rebuke. And thank God that scripture is in there where God says, I chastise those that he loves. But we know when you watch you know, police officers being trained in movies and military or martial arts. You know, they're there. You know, you know, most of us remember the new or the old, the old or the new Karate Kid. How many, how many of y'all saw the old Karate Kid from back in the day? How many know when you look at it now, you're like, I can't even believe I enjoyed some mess like this. This is so poverty right now. My kids be like, this was what y'all was? Yeah, man, we're sitting on the edge of our seat with popcorn. Now, man, your kids look at that like, oh, this is horrendous. This is worse than Sesame Street right here. This is terrible. But whether it was the new one or the one with, uh, yeah, Jaden, um, Will Smith's son, you know, it. You, you remember that one thing that they just kept getting and, and doing and, and they just couldn't get it. And they had you, God always has you doing something you don't like because it's preparing you for you winning what you do. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But while you're preparing for that, he, he's not going to tell you. Because in both of those, karate old and new, they were not told that the instruction was for the purpose of them winning. They said, follow the instruction. And we don't like it. Okay, oh, and then for us to love God, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. Boom, bam, bam, bam. Okay. Uh, no, keep on. You say wax on, wax on. Okay, so, you know, so I'm just encouraging you, you know, it is, be, and let me, be faithful, y'all, be faithful, and because at this point, you know, um, I have to raise up other ministers, I have to raise up other people, don't come to church to see me, if you come to church to hear me, you have a serious problem, you are chasing a man and not the Holy Spirit, I mean, one, one person told me, they said they were here on one Saturday, and they said Devon got up, and they were like, oh, Pastor not here? And they said they almost left. And then by the time Devon finished with them, they're like, man, maybe he should be the pastor. I'm just, I'm supposed to, how it's supposed to be? I understand. See, if, if you close yourself off because you don't like the man or the woman, then the Holy Spirit won't speak to you. But if you recognize that the Holy Spirit is on the inside of this man, this man, this man, and, 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 and let me listen, because you don't need 1,500 words. You just need one for the 45. So, y'all know what I'm saying? I'm going to be up in this piece all day long. Especially, too, multiple services are coming and all that type of stuff. No. All right, let's jump in this. Okay, got a couple of things. Ecclesiastes 1.19. Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 11, I'm sorry. History merely repeats itself. History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say here's something new, but actually it's old. Nothing is ever truly new. We simply don't remember what happened in the past. 
and in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. Okay? So, I wanted to read that scripture. This is the month of praise, but like Devon told you last weekend, that I would address what happened in the elections. Not because I addressed elections, but it's very important for you to understand this window that we are in that's extremely dangerous. Now, let me say this. The things that are going to come up on the world are going to suck you in if you don't learn how to spend time in prayer before God and particularly praise. You know, I just find myself, if I get in the shower, if I'm waking up, going to bed, Father, I thank you. Father, I just want to thank you. Give you praise. I just want to thank you. And, and, and once you say that out your mouth, you end up finding things that you can thank him about. Father, I just want to thank you and, and, and uh, you know, thank him for keeping your mind right, for keeping your ears clear, for keeping your eyesight clear, you know, etc. And uh, so you're going to, the Bible says, in all things, give thanks, not for all things. So, Father, I want to thank you for the coronavirus. I want to thank you for cancer. No, it didn't say that. It said, in the midst of you getting the virus, give God thanks. Okay, and that's being, you know, it's a whole upsurge with that again. If you find yourself, a couple of our people got it, you know, just relax. If you get it, which I don't plan you do, but if you get it, it's not necessary for you to call every single member of the church and let them know, I shook your hand last week, and you shook my hand last month too. That didn't mean anything. You probably didn't even wash your hands when you left the bathroom and you shook my hand. So it ain't no big deal. You know what I'm saying? Relax with stuff. It's okay, Micah. I know I said something crazy, but I'm just saying. You don't need to let everybody know, oh, everybody need to go on quarantine. Uh, not me. I'm coming right back out in the open before, like I did before. So I'm just saying, what was I talking about? Let me get back to my point. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do we get off? Coronavirus cancer. <laughs> Thank you. In everything, give thanks. Thank you, Lorana. In everything, give thanks. So just, you know, in the midst of I give thanks. But I do want to let you know, because there's a lot of confusion in the body of Christ. A lot of confusion. And I'm going to help clear that up for you. Um, and I uh, won't be before you um, long. I just want to make this major point so that you can understand how you should be praying and what you should be paying, uh, paying attention to. Okay? And so one of the things that I've heard said about politics and about the election in particularly is that the election is not about one man. Um, that's not true. Those are people that don't understand scripture. We know that in the overall scope, the election is not about a man. But if you actually study the Old Testament, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, First and Second Kings, First and Second Samuel, and you, when you study the kings in the scripture, it was about that one king. That's why their name is mentioned. And it would say, this king came to power and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord like his father before him did. And then it would say things like, and because the king was evil, he caused the entire nation to sin. Then it would say, another king would get him behind him 40 days later. And it says, it would say things like, he did, you know, a lot of times the king's son was being put in charge, sometimes not. And it says that he did worse than his evil father you know and then you had guys who would replace him and then it would say this king came in and he began to dismantle and destroy all of the things that had been instituted by the previous kings so so you see that right in scripture the same way you see with the democrats and the republicans today you see that in scripture you know um yeah i remember that one guy 
This one guy, he was so serious that he fired his mama. You got to go too. All evil out. Bye, mama. I'm sorry. I know you gave birth to me, but this is about the Lord. This ain't about you, mama. You got to go. This ain't no family business. That dude was serious. Okay? And so you, you find men that in the Bible, they were serious. Like that one guy when, when that Jonah preached to, and when they found out that, this, that the Lord said that, that, that the whole city was going to be destroyed, he said, nobody can eat. Everybody's on a fast. Everybody put on regular clothes. He said, including your animals. They cannot have water and they cannot drink. He said, they are fasting along with us. <laughs> that dude was serious. And he was so serious, it flipped God's mind. Okay. So, so in this regards... Um, I want to show you something in the Bible because some people think that President Biden is the new president. He's not. You don't become president by making self-declarations. You become president by protocol. So let me read to you a story. It's a long story, but we're going to read it nonetheless, and then I'll give you a couple of points. Okay, so, um, so again, it is the leader, it's not the leader and sometimes his craziness or his quirkiness or different things like that. It's, it's the core of the individual. And that's why when God picked a king, he would say to the prophet sometime, prophets would come and pick a king. He said, what about this one? No. What about this one? He looked like a king. Uh, no. What, what do kings look like? He was like, no, 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 no. And the Lord would tell prophets, he said, you picked me in based on the appearance I pick men based on their heart. And watch this. It's not because their heart is always right. It is because their heart can be turned. He has a particular mentality that I can use. And everybody thinks they got everything figured out. And they just don't. Devon made a powerful statement last Saturday. He said, you have all of these Christians, they so anointed to sit behind a computer screen and a keyboard and push out their expertise. But if a problem shows up in their life, they can't stand on the word. I was like, yeah, I sure hope they got that on video because I'm putting that right out there in Instagram land for all y'all Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and TikTok prophets. <laughs> you know, it's really a high level of arrogance because you know what? Anybody can type something on the screen and, and, and then they think this legit because five people liked it. How many of you know, if there's one fool, if, if he a fool, then there's going to be some she-fools that follow that fool. If she's a fool, it's going to be some. And so that's why some of y'all see these guys in public. They look like they, got, it look like they came out of homelessness, the jail, outer space, and everything at the same time. And you're like, what is she doing with him? Well, it's because you're looking at the exterior. In her mind, she's crazy just like him. Yeah. Crazy always were crazy. <laughs> Whatever. Well, he don't look crazy. What does crazy look like? I mean, just people crack me up with that. Well, he don't look. He looks innocent. Well, what does innocent look like? How I many you know some of the nicest looking people are the devil? Yeah. As some of the most evil looking people. Just some of the nicest, but especially some of those bikers be out there with them handlebars reaching heaven. You talk to them guys, them some of the nicest guys you ever talk to. They look scary because they got tattoos and look like they've been hanging out in the dragon's lair and all of that type of stuff. You know, but those are some of the nicest guys in the world. Whatever. Let's just read the scripture. First Kings 1, 5. 
About that time, David's son, Adoniah, let me get the backdrop to this. King David had many wives. You know, back then, kings had as many wives as they wanted to, I think. Solomon took that to the extreme. But, but they had more than a wife. So um, Bathsheba would be considered like um, David's main one, you know. So, you know, she gave birth to Solomon. It was promised that Solomon would be king. But David had other wives and concubines and so these other sons. And so one of these sons tried to rise up and make himself king. So that's what the story we're going to read. About that time, David's son, Adoniah, whose mother was Haggith, began boasting, I'm going to make myself king. So he provided himself with chariots, charioteers, and recruited 50 men to run in front of him. Now his father, King David, had nothing. Here's a problem with this boy, too. His, the reason why he had this mentality is because when he was growing up, his, his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time. Even by asking, why are you doing that? Adoniah had been born next after Absalom. He was also very handsome. Adoniah took Joab, son of Zeruiah, and Abathar, the priest, into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become king. These are other officials. But Zadok, the priest, Benaiah, son of Jehodiah, Nathan, the prophet, Shemi, Re, and David's personal bodyguard refused to support Adoniah. Adoniah went to the stone of Zoheleth near the spring of Enragel, where he sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves. This is ceremony stuff ahead of time. He invited all his brothers, the other sons of King David. Now, daddy ain't said nothing. And all the royal officials of Judah. One of the reasons he was doing this is because it said David was very old at the time. And he was kind of getting a little sick and stuff. Um, says in verse 10, but he did not invite Nathan, the prophet of Benaiah, who was the head guy, or the king's bodyguard or his brother Solomon, the one who had been promised to be king. Then Nathan went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, and asked her, haven't you heard that Haggith's son, Adoniah, has made himself king and our Lord David doesn't even know about it? If you want to save your own life and the life of your son Solomon, follow my advice. Go at once to King David and say to him, my Lord the king, didn't you make a vow? And say to me, your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. Why then has Adoniah become king? And while you are still talking with him, I will come and confirm everything you have said. So this is a divine setup. So Bathsheba went into the king's bedroom. He was very old now, and Abishag was taking care of him. Bathsheba bowed down before the king. What can I do for you, he asked her. She replied, my lord, you made a vow before the Lord your God when you said to me, your son Solomon will surely be the next king and will sit on my throne. But instead, Adoniah has made himself king, and my lord the king does not even know about it. He has sacrificed many cattle, calves, and sheep. He has invited all the king's son to attend the celebration. He also invited Abiathar the priest and Joab the commander of the army, but he did not invite your servant Solomon. And now, my lord the king, all Israel is waiting for you to announce who will become king after you. <laughs> so in spite of what this boy did, what are you going to say? Now, always remember, David represents Jesus Christ. If you do not act, my son Solomon... And I will be treated as criminals as soon as my lord, the king, has died. While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan, the prophet, arrived. The king's officials told him, Nathan, the prophet, is here to see you. 
Nathan went in and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Nathan asked, My lord the king, have you decided that Adoniah will be the next king and that he will sit on your throne? Today he has sacrificed many cattle, cattle, calves, sheep. He has invited all the king's son to attend the celebration. He also invited the commanders of the army, Abiathar the priest, and they are feasting and drinking with him and shouting, Long live King Adoniah! But he did not invite me, the highest of authority, or Zadok the priest, or Benay, or your servant Solomon. Has my lord the king really done this without letting any of his officials know who should be the next king? King David responded, call Bathsheba. So she came back, stood before the king, and the king repeated his vow, as surely as the Lord lives who has rescued me from every danger, your son Solomon will be the next king and will sit on my throne this very day, just as I vowed to you before the Lord, the God of Israel. Then Bathsheba bowed down her face to the ground before the king and exclaimed, may the Lord my king David live forever. Then King David ordered, called Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benay son of Jehodiah. When they came into the king's presence, the king said to them, take Solomon and my officials down to Gihon Spring. Solomon is to ride on my own mule. Then Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him king over Israel. Blow the ram's horn and shout, long live King Solomon. See, none of this happened in the previous ceremony because that's what happens when you make yourself stuff. Then escort him back here and he will sit on my throne. He will succeed me as king for I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Amen, which meant so be it. They didn't really know. But nay, son of Jehovah replied, may the Lord, the God of my Lord, the king decree that it will happen. And may the Lord be with Solomon as he has been with you, my Lord, the king. May he make Solomon's reign even greater than yours. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benay son of Jehodia, and the king's bodyguard took Solomon down to Gihon Spring, with Solomon riding on King David's own mule. Then Zadok the priest took the flask of olive oil protocol from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon with the oil. Then they sounded the ram's horn protocol, and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon. And all the people followed Solomon into Jerusalem, playing flutes and shouting for joy. The celebration was so joyous and noisy that the earth shook with the sound. That's what happens when it's done right. Adonai and his guests heard the celebrating and shouting just as they was finishing their banquet. The celebration for the new king has come to an end. And when Joab heard the sound of the ram's horn, he asked, what's going on? Why is the city in such an uproar? While he was still speaking, Jonathan, son of Abiathar, the priest, arrived. Come in, Adonijah said to him, for you're a good man. You must have good news. Ah, uh, not at all, dog. Uh, Jonathan replied, our Lord King David has just declared Solomon king. And the king sent him down to Gihon Spring with Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, the son of Jehodiah, protected <laughs> by the king's bodyguard, unlike you. They had him ride on the king's own mule. Zadok and Nathan, Nathan have anointed him at Gihon Spring as the new king. They have just returned, and the whole city is celebrating and rejoicing. That's what all the noise is about. What's more, Solomon is now sitting on the royal throne as king. And all the royal officials have gone to King David and congratulated him, saying, May your God make Solomon's fame even greater than your own. May Solomon's reign be even greater than yours. Then the king bowed his head and worshiped as he lay in his bed. And he said, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who today has chosen a successor to sit on my throne while I'm still alive to see it. Then all of Adonai's guests jumped up in panic from the banquet table and quickly scattered. We're not with this food. We didn't like you no way. 
<laughs> we just got caught up. That's how people are. Adoniah was afraid of Solomon. That Adoniah had seized the horns. I'm sorry. Adoniah was afraid of Solomon, so he rushed to the sacred tent and grabbed onto the horns of the altar. Um, the horns of the altar was an altar similar to this, but it was equal. I mean, it wasn't slanted. It was equal. And it had four horns. I don't have time to teach that. But it was something that you would went. It, it was like a symbolic thing. Whenever you were in trouble or something crazy had happened and you really didn't want to die or needed mercy, you would run to that thing. And if you grabbed onto it, people would say, stop, don't kill him yet. He grabbed onto the horns of the altar. So you can, we'll do that one day. Okay. <clears throat> what verse am I in? Word soon reached Solomon that Adonai had seized the horns of the altar in fear and that he was pleading, let King Solomon swear today that he will not kill me. Solomon replied, if he proves himself to be loyal, not a hair on his head will be touched. But if he makes trouble, he will die. So King Solomon summoned Adonai and they brought him down from the altar. He came and bowed respectfully before King Solomon, who dismissed him, saying, gone home okay so self-declarations don't win election protocol does okay so let me help you understand it's because I know we're all on a different level of maturity and I understand that some of you um, may uh, not may disagree with my stance on certain things because of certain things that I'll be helping to give you full information nothing is politics Everything is spiritual. It's a war between righteousness and evil. Sometimes things get watered down a little bit, and sometimes at this juncture, it is the most important time since the United States has started. Okay, bump that up to uh, 70 degrees for me. You are, the heat was on, so I switched it. And so, um, Tony, see if you can just reach up there. Well, Stevon has it. Thank you. Say, so, so remember this, that there was an election, and... Um, I knew when the trouble started, when those tallies were going up on Tuesday, going up, boom, 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 and then when they just stopped. I said, there it is. Wait for it, okay? Because they had already told us that's what was going to happen. Okay, so when I, I was watching, I said, and things were going, 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 up, boom. And then days went by. Don't take you fools this long to count. Y'all know what I'm saying? And it's just sitting there. Some of them still sitting there. Okay. So remember this, no state has actually certified the results yet. There are already recounts in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Um, the FBI has already launched several investigations into voter fraud in Michigan alone. As well as the Michigan State Legislature has opened up an investigation into voter fraud. I have two friends that called me and sent me the videos of things that were done illegal. And I'm not, I'm not talking about little side stuff. I'm talking about just blatant, straight, illegal. Like, um, some of you may not remember this. Years ago, they had a video of a woman. You know how you go through the uh, airport checkout? And, you know, you put your stuff on the little, uh, it's called a gurney? Conveyor, conveyor thank you. A <sighs> uh, conveyor. And, and, and the lady apparently was so used to stealing that she looked at the woman's purse, opened it up in front of the woman, and took the cash out and put it right in her pocket. And the woman just standing looking at her. Do you realize you just took my money? And the girl, she didn't know what to say because she realized she just went in there. She's so used to stealing. Okay. And so there's some people that they're so used to cheating, they forget that the camera is on them. 
Okay, so it's a very, very wicked thing. And so let me tell you something. This is not about the people that you see on TV. It's about the real heavyweights. You will never know their name and you will never see their face. These are the secret ones who actually have an agenda that actually runs stuff for real. Okay. So, excuse me. So, um, so again, what happens is there is the, and a lot of people, I encourage you to, because uh, you're not about to get a discourse on politics this morning. I encourage you to study the difference between the popular vote and the electoral college. The electoral college is what makes a president, not the popular vote. Okay, and so, so I, I encourage you to to study that. But um, and there's a lot of stuff in between that that kind of merges. But um, so you see those counts, and then what happens is is that they say, well, he reached 270, so he's the president. That's what the media told you. Okay, so they just okay. So if you wanna if you want a remember the Bible says history repeats itself. You just read a scripture here where it said God declared himself the king and he wasn't. All you got to do is go back 20 years. Some of y'all are old enough to remember Al Gore and President Bush. Y'all remember that? Al Gore came out and did the same thing that Biden did. He said, we be the winners. <laughs> and, and it was starting the parties and the banquets and put his staff. And, and then again, after that is over with, they did put protocol in motion. Lawyers thousands of lawyers who says okay that's what they told us let's now go and confirm if this is true so like for example there's 18,000 ballots in one particular state that they were counted but they have to go back and throw those out because they're dead people there's one particular lady that because Donald Trump has over 1,000, when I talk about who wrong right, Donald Trump has over 1,000 lawyers fighting this. 1,000, over 1,000. So they already had, they already dismissed one governor because they said, yep, she just lost her case because she knew that she was not supposed to keep on counting. Two, three days later, she's still counting ballots and then put the numbers in there. So guess what? All of those ballots that were counted after that date, okay, we got to pull those out and take away from that number, put those in the trash. Okay, so I don't want to give you the details in regards to the wickedness that's going on and why they pushed the mail-in ballots. Um, I had two people in Michigan who witnessed after the time was cut off. They said they witnessed three vehicles pull up and then take a bunch of ballots in and then people start counting. Start filling up the ballots. Actually had the video. They didn't know they were on camera. I have the video on my phone right now. It's just certain things I don't want to show. You know, and then some, be some men and some you know, black suits and glasses in the back. <laughs> no, that stuff is serious. You know, and let me tell you something, y'all. You should, let me, let me tell you something. I know some of y'all still think this is a Republican or a Democrat thing, but y'all, you're going to have to, you're going to have to ask yourself, why is it that YouTube and Facebook and these other outlets, why is it that they only censor the Republican and the conservative side. Anything that has to do with lewdness and sin and, and see, here's my other problem that people can be so dumb. How many of y'all read the same Bible I did when Jesus said Satan won't fight against Satan? Did y'all read that? So, so these dumb, ignorant pastors can't recognize that if 1,000 witches got together, 
the week prior to the election. And prophets, the Lord was giving prophets visions of these witches. It was over a thousand of them. They got together and for the entire week, all they did was place curses on conservatives, Christians, and the president and the White House so that he would lose. And Satan don't fight against. See, let me tell you something. I, 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 no, I'm not telling you nothing. That's one plus one equals two. And you tell people one plus one equals two. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. See, that's a line, and then that's a second line. And so you put those two lines together, and it's two lines. And there are some people, they don't get that type of simplicity. They don't get the simplicity that darkness will never fight against darkness. And witchcraft represents the highest level of darkness. And they've been fighting against this guy since he got in office. And Jesus told you darkness won't fight against darkness. So maybe you've been lied to. But anyway, when Ruth, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, which was the justice, Supreme Court justice or judge, I told them Wednesday when she died, I knew something, I knew it meant something, but I didn't know what. Because it was a Jewish woman with the name Ruth who was a judge and died on Rosh Hashanah. And so when I saw that, you know, you can't keep up with all of the signs and things that's going on. When I saw that, I knew it was something. But then, but then when they replaced her with this other lady, Amy Barrett, who's a charismatic Catholic. <laughs> okay, so if you don't know what a charismatic Catholic is, they're Catholics that speak in tongues. That's a group that she's a part of. Let me tell you something. Y'all, y'all remember when they used to put up those little things on social media and somebody would do something crazy and then they would start playing that, um, that dun, 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 and they put the glasses on and say, thug life. You remember we used to do that? Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Somebody, they would make, somebody would do something crazy. As a matter of fact, y'all uh, remember Scared Straight? Y'all yes. remember Scared Straight? Okay, yes. Scared Straight is, is that your little eight-year-old is acting a fool and, and think that he the next Tupac. So they, they, they put them in the jail, you know, y'all seen that, and, and let them deal with the rough and the tough and all that type of stuff. So, so they, it was this little small eight, nine-year-old white kid with glasses on. He looked like a lighter version of Urkel. <laughs> and, and, and he did not seem like he wanted to break. So they took him over to a jail cell and they cracked the door. And the guys were like, you know, Draw! and the jail cell. And like, you, you see, we, you want to go in? 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 And the door was cracked. You want to go in? He's just sitting there like, and, and then they paused for a minute. He said, you haven't opened the door wide enough yet. Dun, 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 dun. And then they put the glasses on to say thug life. <laughs> I can't believe some of the stuff that I share with y'all from this movie. Back to Sister Amy. When that senator said, ma'am, uh, we always take notes here. And what you got on your piece of paper? And when she lifted that piece of paper up and it was blank. Dun 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 dun. They should have put some glasses right on that woman. When that woman did that, she won right then. Because they was just like, oh yeah, you just killed us, okay? But there's a reason why they did not want her to get in before the election, because all of the stuff would have to go before the Supreme Court, and she would be the one that could tip it. That's the reason why the fight was. It made no sense. I don't care who's the president. Until your last day in office, you are still the president of the United States, which means you have a right to make your decision however you feel 
until January comes. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, he out of order. order. No, they wanted to make sure that they would, because they knew some things were going to happen. They didn't want it to be in court. Okay, Amos 3, 7. Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. Just kind of talk freely and candidly here for the last few moments. <clears throat> the Bible says that God never does anything in planet Earth until he reveals it to his prophets. Not folk who call themselves prophets. But I'm talking about real ones, you know. And unfortunately, you have a lot of false. Social media has allowed everyone false to try to create a platform as though they are true. And so now the true ones have to fight with the false ones. And then because of the people out here, there's just a whole lot of ignorance and confusion. Y'all know what I'm saying. And so whenever you're in doubt about something, let me know. Because there's a, there's a way to, there's an easy way. First of all, let me say this. Let me, I always have to teach you this. Y'all, regardless of who tells you anything, always remember this. If you are a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit, you are the most important person in the planet. Period. Which means God will never allow you to be deceived by anybody. It does, not, it does not matter if you don't have a medical degree. It does not matter if he got a gazillion member church and he says he hears from God. It does not matter if he is the CEO of the company and he is a multi-billionaire. It does not matter if he has been practicing law for 50 years. If they're wrong about something, you'll know on the inside. You won't be able to tell what maybe they're wrong about. But you'll know that what the doctor told you to take, you are not supposed to take. That is a safe God. It's called the peace of God that passes all understanding. It doesn't matter if you understand them. On the inside, the Holy Spirit will let you know. Period. That's how you can always, you may not know. You may have to wait a while. You may have to watch a while. But never go by that. They seem some of the nicest individuals, man. It's, it's still one or two people now that I'm still, I've been, it's still two people I've been watching for seven years. Seven. Still can't pinpoint it. Still can't pinpoint it. But I know it's there. No, it's not. I'm not pointing to any of y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I just, you just, and, and, and the Lord hasn't shared anything. And, and I haven't got a vision or a dream. But that peace of God does not lie. And it, that might happen for the rest of my life. It might be just the Lord said, don't never get close to them. I don't know. Okay. And what do you know? Watch this. There are times that the Lord will disrupt your peace about someone else. And there's nothing wrong with them. It's just something wrong with them for you. You understand what I'm saying? So they might be cool, but they're not cool for you. They might be really a, a really, really good friend for someone else. But the Lord knows that if y'all become friends, y'all going to get in an argument in three years. That's going to cause y'all to be at a rift forever. So, so that's why sometimes the Lord doesn't tell you why you feel uncomfortable with certain individuals and you don't vibe with. You want him to just tell you, oh, they're evil. You know, they've been uh, uh, drinking snake venom and, and, and all that type of stuff. That's why. No, sometimes. You remember what the devil told Jesus? He said, your heavenly father doesn't even want you to dash your foot against a rock. So, so, so God will steer you away from good people that are not good for you. 
So you have to trust that because the Holy Spirit knows best. We think we know, but we don't. We just think. And we barely do that. What was I talking about? Back over here. We're talking about, no, we passed Amy. Amy sat. Okay. <laughs> so God does not reveal in the earth anything in the earth that he talks to his prophets. Remember what he told Abraham? He said, I hide from Abraham the thing I'm going to do, seeing as how you're my friend. So there are two individuals that God reveals his secrets to, prophets and friends. And if you are considered a friend of God, and what did Jesus say? You are my friend if you do what I ask you to do. So those are the type of individuals that God reveals his secrets to. Okay? So it was very, very clear that whether you understood it or not, and let me tell you all something, there are some things that God, how many know God is deeper than you? He said, he said in Isaiah, my thoughts are different. My thoughts are higher, and my ways are different, and my ways are higher. So you, I, I will never do what you, you would come up with. Okay? And so, so God sometimes will pick people. You're like, them? Him? Her? It? No. No. I remember the first time I preached at this other church, and the sound engineer was working in the back. And, um, and I walked past one day, and the Lord told him, want you to support his ministry. And he told me, he said, him? He said, dude, to wear shorts and flip-flops to church all the time like he ain't got no sense. That crazy little dude? Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, I preached. And when, as he said, as I was preaching, the Holy Spirit was standing there. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Never judge a book by its cover, folk. You know, you're not deep because you wear a suit or where you wear flip-flops. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so... I found it very interesting that the highest level dudes around the planet all got the same thing, that President Trump was supposed to be president. These are men that have not missed it in the past. These are men that are deadly accurate, and these are men that even the sinners are afraid to talk about because they walk with God. Whether they were black, whether they were white, African, Indian, Chinese, across the planet, they were all saying, we're going to speak because your pastors in America don't believe God. And we're telling you, some men had appearances by Jesus Christ. Others were caught up to heaven. Others were given dreams. Some were given visions. Some were given prophetic words. But they all said the same thing. The Lord has told us that that man is supposed to be president. I found it mysterious that not no, pres- not no pastor, no prophet, Real or false, nobody got any vision or dream from the heavenlies that Biden was supposed to be president. It's not one out there on Facebook. Somewhere online you have to ask yourself, is the Bible true? If God said, I reveal it to my friends and my prophets. So here's the dangerous thing that what has happened is that everybody, and then we'll add, remember y'all remember the David Coverstone uh, videos in regards to all of the negative things that are supposed to happen. And how the Lord would give him a dream and show him uh, um, October and, and then November. And, and, and every single time the Lord gave him a dream, he said the same thing. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. So everybody across the planet was waiting on November 3rd. Dun, 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 dun. The man with the crazy hair has now become another four years. President, bam, didn't happen. So, I'm going to give you the three scenarios. Me giving you three scenarios is because my own faith is shaky. I'm just being honest with you. 
You see the people all the time like, yes, we're going to fight the devil. Yeah, just, fighting the devil is easy. Because <laughs> you know what darkness is. But it's not always easy to stand on a word that the Lord gave you. And when everybody got their varying different opinions and different things like that. Okay. So, God has a funny way of doing things. What he does is, he lets you kill Jesus first to make it seem like you won, then resurrects him from the dead. And the Bible says very clearly that God tricked and deceived Satan. It said if Satan known that God was tricking him that way, he would have never crucified him. He would have left that man alive. But that's what God does with the enemy. He makes them seem like they have won for a greater embarrassment. Number one. Number two, God is multifaceted in what he does. Because it's not about Donald Trump. It's about God's agenda and he's using a man that the Republicans and the Democrats can't stand. Okay, that's why the Republicans are now flipping out on Donald Trump now. Even conservative media is starting now trying to join the dark side. Just everybody against him because he's trying to drain the swamp too much. There are some things, if you go too far, everybody attacks you. Including the light side, the dark side, they all attack you. You know, I am, let me say this side note, you all. Quit believing what your cousins tell you. For the last four years, I've not met one single man that could disagree with me when I gave him evidence. Talked to somebody just last week. Donald Trump a racist. Send him a video. Donald Trump denouncing the Ku Klux Klan 38 times publicly. First time he did it, he said, I did that when I was five. You know, it's very interesting. Play this little game for a second. It's very interesting how the Democrats love Donald Trump until the day he became president. Jesse Jackson, Reverend Al Sharpton, who, by the way, over the years, he has given millions of dollars to. Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah, all of them. Now, y'all don't know that there's a video, and I'll show it to you if you can't find it, where they asked Donald Trump if he was going to run for president. Y'all remember when Jesse Jackson ran for president? They said, you going to run for president too? Donald Trump said, no, why would I do something like that? He said, Jesse Jackson is running for president. Why would I run a, he said, why would I run for president against my friend? I got so many videos, I just threw them all in the trash. I didn't even care no more. I said, well, I'm putting all this stuff together for folks that don't want to hear the truth, no way. Okay, again, so again, you got to be careful. You have to be careful about character assassination. Well, I just think he's evil. Well, that's, there you go thinking again. How many of you know, David saw a woman, King David, the one that represents Jesus, saw a woman bathing naked, slept with her, got her pregnant, then had her husband killed on purpose by putting him on the front line of the battle. And yet later on, God got the nerve to say, he's a man after my own heart. How many of you, how many of you know you got some stuff that you didn't, you didn't. Oh, people crack me up judging folk. They just judge, judge, and don't have 1% of their responsibility. You can't even pay your credit card bill on time. But you a master at what the president should be doing with his money and how she should be running stuff and what pastors should be doing. And that's just amazing to me. And you want to, what they do now is they just look at their binoculars to see how many sins they can find in your life. And the Bible says, the same way you judge, where you going to be judged? When you stand before the Lord, you can create a version of your own judgment by how you would judgment to the other. I don't have time for looking at your sins. I'm trying to make sure that my dark side doesn't rise back up. You know what I'm saying? 
Anyway, okay, so, so, what's, so, so God is multifaceted in that. He uses events to bring about other things. Because one of the things that's coming to the forefront now is just how much corruption was going on behind the scenes. So let me tell you, this is what most likely is the scenario. And that is, President of the United States does not win. Well, seemingly. And then the others, we the winners, because you're watching TV. It goes through all of this protocol. And then by December, just like Al Gore, they're going to come back and they're going to say, I'm sorry, uh, I know your boy, uh, Sleepy Joe, was uh, saying that he was getting ready to be woke now and going to the White House. He's not going anywhere. Because uh, those 270 electoral votes, yeah, that's down to 240. And the other president, um, he gets those, and the other ones are still being counted, and then he's at 270, or it goes to the Supreme Court, and then the judges have to determine who's president like they did last year, last time with Bush and Gore. They came back and said, recount Florida. And then the judges said, well, no, according, according to protocol, and not declarations, according to protocol and not the news, according to protocol versus what you think and what you want. They said President Bush is the president. And you remember the uproar about that. But they couldn't fight it because it was legal. Because it's protocol. Okay. And so, so when that happens, that's when you're going to see his dreams come to pass. Because the Lord showed him the dream. And he said in the dream, he said the people had become so enraged. He said they actually started shooting each other. He said they were so angry. He said they started trying. He said they tried to burn Washington, D.C. down to the ground. He said they were just shooting guns up there like they probably Al-Qaeda or something. And he said they would become so enraged. He said he just saw people just, ah, and they just shoot at each other, just kill each other right on the street. And then he said something that's very scary. He said in the midst of it all, he said something happened. And the whole nation went silent. Because whatever happened, he said everybody stopped acting a fool. And said everyone was in shock. So that's the high scenario. The scenario is, is that they do this legal stuff. And then they find out, oh, because they're celebrating right now. Like Adonai was celebrating. Then they find out that was a false celebration. And they will be more angry than if they had found out Donald Trump won. We're not talking about the wrongs and rights of Republicans and Democrats. We're talking about where the church has to be in the middle of this so we can pray and know what's coming so that we can turn some things. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and so that's what's going on is that when these people find this out, I mean, it's going to be a rage. And he said he even saw them attacking churches. I mean, no, we ain't got to be concerned with that. Cause you can do a drive-by if you want to. Amen. Yeah. Anyway, I shouldn't be talking like that, but but it's true anyway, whether I talk about it or not. <laughs> Anytime my eyebrows go up, that means it's set it off time. <laughs> I never would forget this here late years, later years ago. Pastor, I said, yes. Um, I need your prayer. I said, why? She said, because my husband, um, my daughter is over at this guy's house and you know, we, we told her not to take this drug dealer in. And I don't know I'm talking like this, by the way. We told her not to drink, but it's just a drug dealer. I might as well finish it. We told her not to take this drug dealer in. She over there, and she won't, he won't let her go. And my, she called my husband, and the husband, who was a deacon at the church, 
he just he got his guns and he called his friends and they were headed over there. And and she called me for prayer. I said, I'm gonna pray for the drug dealer. That's exactly what I told her. I said, and the truth be told, I, if I had a gun, I'd be drunk because I didn't believe in guns back then. I said, if I had a gun, I would have just jumped in the car with him. I, gentlemen, if you have a daughter or a mama or a sister, you know what? You just might have a nice neighbor. Y'all saw the equalizer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm just not going to never stop. I just have a huge problem with injustice against women and children and now men. I just have a huge problem with that. That's a sore spot with me. That's an impatient spot with me, you know. And so I'm just letting you know. So anyway, so that that is the scenario. And now here's another scenario. Another scenario is that Biden stays in and President Trump runs again in four years. He's allowed to run again for four years. Yeah, you can look that up. It's all just straight legal. So he was only in there for four years. So he's allowed to actually come back and run for office again. So is there a possibility that the Lord is trying to expose more corruption? You know what I'm saying? Because now I'm going to make a statement that I understand some of you that don't like, will not like. There is a very, 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 very nasty, unclean, demonic, wicked spirit upon the Democratic Party as a whole. I'm letting you know. I know some of you have been taught Democrat and all that type of stuff. You need to understand your history. Ask yourself, why is it that all African Americans were Republicans in the beginning? You need to research why. You need to research why. How a party starts, if there's no repentance, the spirit is still there. The Democrats were the party for slavery. The Republicans were the party for freedom. That's the reason why the first senators, the first black senators were all Republicans. And that's also the reason why back then there were no black Democrats. Ku Klux Klan was never started to attack black people. Ku Klux Klan was started to force Republicans to become Democrat. But because all Republicans were black, I'm sorry, all blacks were Republicans, it made it seem like they were against blacks. It turned into that. But that's not the, the original mission statement for the Ku Klux Klan was not against blacks. It was against Republicans. Most people don't know that. You know, and things change and get lost in translation. Now, I'm just telling you, y'all, you got to do your research and ask questions. We are very much a viable resource center to give you unbiased. I don't give you stuff based on opinion. I give you stuff based on truth and facts. And if it's truth, you better take that to the bank. If it's fact, then I'll tell you, well, this is more my opinion. Here's the evidence, bam. But that's one scenario. Second scenario is that he'll run again. Third scenario is the worst, which is what the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven warned the body of Christ. He said, if the other man gets in, they said, the, heaven said, the judgment is set. And it won't be turned around. I'm not going to have you share that today. But Jonathan had an extremely powerful um, dream that the Lord gave him that he shared with me. We might share it later. I don't want to do it today for certain reasons. But he had an extremely powerful dream. And if they win, um, it's basically saying that all of the judgments written against you will mom come to pass. And so it is a, um, because, you know, never assume people are doing what you're doing. I mean, we prayed until our lips almost fell off during these last three months. The question is, were other churches praying? You understand what I'm saying? Because most don't pray, and especially with this virus and, and all of these things. So we're living in strange times. 
We're living in very strange times, and you're going to have to have your peace. That's just what we call politics. Now, let me say this, is that some of you that are listening online, some of you that are newer here, I'm always a type of pastor. I'm going to give you raw truth. If you disagree with me, call me on the phone and say, Pastor, I need more evidence, and I will give it to you. But never think this is a place where you reject it because you don't fall in line with my, my beliefs. Understand what I'm saying? Even if I tell you something came from heaven, you still allowed to reject it. I will never reject people because they don't take the stands that I take from the word, from heaven, or my opinion. Understand? That's not a good place. And, and society used to be like that. You know, um, it used to be that you could sit across the table, Democrats and Republicans, and y'all could talk about Thanksgiving and just talk about politics and sports and all that type of stuff. Stuff was fine. Now you can't talk about nothing. They arguing over what type of turkey is now on, on, on the doggone table. Well, let's just be vegetarians then, since we got to argue about the turkey now. Should it be regular? Should it be fried? Should it be Cajun? <sighs> How about I'm going to go back home and watch old reruns of Batman and Robin from the 40s? I don't like all that drama. Just folk got to argue about stuff. So understand where we are on the timeline. That in the midst of the coronavirus is now starting to uptick. I don't care how much it upticks. Y'all, you, you got to, you confess the word, get rest, be healthy. And if you get it, you confess the word, <laughs> be happy and be healthy. I've had a couple of people call me, well, at Two people who I found out they got it, so I called them first. I said, first thing I did was said, relax. Get some rest. Take advantage of that free money since your job is going to quarantine you. And I said, confess the word. Spend plenty of time in prayer. I said, watch a couple of programs that you want to watch that you haven't been able to catch up with binge and watch. And, uh, and I said, find some good vitamins and stuff like that, and you will be just fine. And every single person that this happened to, they end up being just fine after a couple of days. Amen. I don't care if 100 million people die. That does not apply to me. Because I'm not like those 100 million people. You understand what I'm saying? Okay? This is supposed to be the greatest time for the body of Christ. This is supposed to be the greatest time for your business. The greatest time for real estate. The greatest time for your education. The greatest time for the glory of the church. Not, uh, what are we going to do? I'm going to do the same thing I've always been doing. Shining. I need to get a rap song. We shining. We shining. We shining. <laughs> I need to get something. You know, I'm just saying. You just, you know, you got to get crazy out here with these people. Because these people will suck the living daylights out of you. They'll suck your destiny away. You called to do great and mighty things, and next thing you know, you just sitting around. Uh, why the, watch this. Why the ones who going on with their life telling you you can't go on with yours? No, this is the time to start a business. I don't care how many businesses close. I understand what I'm saying. And that's how we're going to win the world because we're like, well, y'all are different. Well, we've been different. Y'all was just crazy before. And, 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 that's, and that's where we're going. So I just wanted to kind of share those things with you so you can help understand. Now, let me say this. Reach out to me. For you all, there's a book called The Harbinger Part 2. You don't need Part 1, even though it's good. You don't need Part 1. Harbinger Part 2. So if you forget, call me. Harbinger Part 2. You need to read that book to help you, help you understand uh, where we are on this timeline and how everything is tied to 9-11. It's, it's, when those planes hit those twin towers, that was the beginning of the Lord telling the United States, your defenses and the spirit are down. 
And all of these things that have happened, told them Wednesday, I knew that when the Black Mamba and, and, and Chadwick Boseman died, I knew it was, I told my wife, I said, I don't know what it is, but I said, I know those are harbingers. The same way that when Ruth, the uh, Bader died, I knew it was a harbinger. Y'all, there are things going on right around you, and they won't stop simply because you are not intelligent. They're going to just, how, how many know God just keep on giving you dreams, even though you haven't understood the last 30,000 dreams he gave you? So that lets you know they will never stop because of your inability to understand. They're just going to keep on dishing it out, keep on dishing it out, keep on dishing it out, and they're going to expect you to learn. That's just how this The kingdom of God won't change. It can't. It remains the same. Okay? So, you know, so I just wanted to give you that. Keep your mind right. Be praying and be watching. Um, I personally have not watched the television that much because they've been on getting on my nerves. And, um, and I, I just disengaged from it from two weeks, but I'll be listening, but just be, and let me say this, you never have to be nervous. Just be sensitive. Just in your prayer. Yeah. You don't got to be doing crazy stuff and all of that. And some of us prepare more for others. You should be looking at what happens if things just shut down naturally. We just had a little mild hurricane that came through the other day and knocked out power. You need to look at natural things like that. Little things, flashlights and extra food. And if you can do a refrigerator, all of those things you need to be looking at. But move that way on purpose, but not with a panic. Because the truth be told, it don't matter if you got 30,000 refrigerators. There's some stuff that hit and only Jesus can save you. You understand what I'm saying? And when you a son of God, they promise to save you regardless of what you prepared for or not. They made stuff appear in scripture. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing what the kingdom of God will do for you. And just one little small idea. Just go do this. Go do this. I mean, it's just amazing. Just little things. When they're doing the coronavirus thing, making everybody go in the line. I told you at Home Depot. Y'all learn to listen in the midst of the noise. Stand out there in Home Depot and come on, it's going to be 45 minutes before you can come in. I, I was just sitting there. Holy Spirit said, just small still voice, look over to the right. Mm, there go another entrance. <laughs> now the Bible says, be wise as serpents. Hey, y'all, there's another. Mm, strike one. I'm going to go on over here. Oh, strike two. Don't keep your mouth closed because that door of escape was for you, not the other fools that stand in line for 45 minutes. So you stand in line and say, oh, okay, I'm going to look at these barbecue grills over here for a moment here. And oh, wow, that's nice. That, that runs on gas and charcoal. And, you know, that's a little bit expensive for my taste. And oh, this looks like the one that, that uh, I have at home. And, and, you know, I think I'm going to go on and... And, and then next day, you know, you have just disappeared. <laughs> I went in there and handled my business, came out, all of them people still standing in line. And the sad part is, I forgot something. <laughs> this is a true story. And I went back later that day, and guess what? They had my open door roped off. You cannot enter. At least I got it the first time. I don't ask questions. I'm that guy. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Police Officer. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to park here. Well, it says, it says no standing. Yeah, but that standing didn't say no parking. So I'm sorry. 
female officer didn't appreciate that one time. I shouldn't have said that. Y'all got my point. Okay, so, um, so I'm just encouraging you. You know, stay prayed up, stay close to God. And more than anything, you all, be faithful. Okay, be faithful. Um, I'm going to bring the reward system back around, but be faithful, be prayerful, stay in the word, and, and watch this. <laughs> live your life. Uh, live your life like tomorrow is the end. But then also live your life like you got another 50 years. Understand what I'm saying? Don't disengage. Okay, just keep on. Bible says, what did Jesus say? Occupy till I come. Yes. Just keep on working for the Lord. And, but every day you want to be building up your rewards. Prayer time, word time, being faithful to the things of God, faithful to the house of God. Because trust me, I'm getting a little bit of rest. Okay? And then we're going to move with speed. Okay, this coronavirus is a good lesson, all that, but you know, um, when I say, I know I said we were going to do it before, but trust me, I had to get my head wrapped around certain things, which are, we are going to move with speed, speed. I'm still trying to figure out how you open up 10,000 churches in one year. One. Now, you had 700,000 members to do it, but still, I don't care how many, hundreds of thousands, 10,000 churches in one year, and you put all, you put people over it. I mean, no, y'all were supposed to be like the one you follow. So y'all good. Okay, so I'll read his last scripture. Just read it and then I'm going to just say one thing. Luke 12, 51, I think I gave him that scripture. Is it up there behind me? Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No. Nope. I came to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart. Three in favor of me and two against. Or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Jesus said, that's what I came to do. You know why? He said, because everybody is not going to want to line up with my way. Because on the line up with the Lord's way, you got to be broken. You can't have a mind of your own. You're supposed to have a mind of Christ. So the drama is going to continue to unfold. And your job is to just try to walk in love as much as possible. Okay? All right, just lift your hands for a second. Give God thanks for what you heard. Just open up your mouth and thank him. Bless and honor you, O Lord God. Glory be to your name. Thank you, Father.